another episode of Radio Rounds, the podcast interview series presented by St. Louis Children's Hospital, covering pediatric topics of interest to doctors and healthcare professionals. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome back to the final segment of our three-part series on cannabinoid use in pediatrics. My guest, Dr. Jennifer Griffith, She's a Washington University pediatric neurologist at St. Louis Children's Hospital, and she's joining us to discuss addressing parent concerns and other frequently asked questions about the use for childhood conditions or illnesses. Dr. Griffith, what a great three-part series that we are doing here today. Tell us some of the most common questions that you hear from parents about cannabinoid use. So those questions have have changed um, somewhat as the um, the not the public awareness of CBD has become um, greater, and also as the the legal standing of CBD has changed somewhat. Um, but I think the the really most fundamental question I get from parents is the one they always start with, and that is just what do you think? And I guess for the um, physicians that are listening, I think that emphasizes that parents really do value our medical opinion about these products and they want answers as as much as we do. Um, So, you know, after many years of having the CBD talk with my patients, I have sort of a spiel for them and and we can talk about a few of those things. But um, I think uh, really it comes down to almost information gathering with most of my families. So information gathering is really, really important but are they concerned about long-term effects, safety, they and are. obviously whether or not it's similar to marijuana and are their kids going to get high from it? I think that really comes down to it. So so I think many people um, don't understand the difference between CBD and medical marijuana. I certainly didn't until a few years ago when I started learning about what it was. So as we discussed in the first part of the series, uh, there are different products that are available Everything from products that are advertised at a local shop to uh, products that are at least somewhat regulated by the state to an FDA-approved product that's available prescription. And so uh, one thing I do is just start by explaining those many different forms. I think once people understand that there is a prescription drug available, they understand that it may have real medical benefit. And I think it also emphasizes to them that uh, some of the products they may be seeing advertised may not be quite uh, as as efficacious or as safe as what they uh, think they might be since um, they're not in any way uh, regulated by the, the FDA. So I think when it comes to, you know, long-term effects and, and safety, um, I think that emphasizes especially that there's um, a lot of unknowns about what's in these products. And in, in addition to not knowing a lot about CBD, we also don't know a lot about even what's in some of the forms that aren't regulated by the government. Is there anything else we don't know about CBD? There's almost everything that we don't almost know. Almost everything, I mean, as, right? As, as we as we start to use these drugs, um, especially once we have a drug that is um, very purified CBD, so less than 0.1% THC, which is a very, very pure form of CBD. We now at least know that what we're giving to our patients is CBD. We know how much CBD they're getting. And so we can really start to study both the effects of it and the implications for drug drug interactions, um, as well as, as side effects and long-term effects. Um, you know, there now there's also a lot more research about um 
the the safety of it and its effects in both animal models and, and ex vivo trials. Um, and I think, you know, when you bring up potential things um, that we hope aren't the case, um, things like does it have the potential to have a teratogenic effect or does it have the potential to have effects on long-term reproductive health? And you're speaking to parents about their children. I think those are uh, those are potential unknown long-term side effects that really resonate with them. What would you like to learn about it, Dr. Griffith? You, you're so well-informed and you know so much about the epidiolects and and really CBD in general, what don't you know? What would you like to learn? Well, I think we have some really good information that it can work for some patients with an epilepsy, um, in particular, some really uh, devastating forms of epilepsy. In the two forms of epilepsy for which it's approved, Lennox-Gastaut syndrome and Dravet syndrome, these are syndromes that patients have typically um, dozens, if not hundreds of seizures every week, if not every day. Um, and, and those patients often have um, uh, effects on their development and cognition. And in those patients, the potential benefits of controlling their seizures um, are, are outweighed by, um, uh, or not outweighed by the potential risk to their cognition. For many of my patients, though, um, they have good cognition and, and they have a lot of developmental potential. And I think one of the things we want to know is that um, CBD epidiolects don't have any long-term um, cognitive side effects. They don't have effects on um, the development of the brain, and especially the very young brain, um, and um, that they're safe to give long-term. At what point would you recommend a pediatrician or for a patient for a consultation with a neurology specialist? Well, I want you to refer all your patients to us. So, I mean, any patient who has neurologic symptoms, whether it's epilepsy or headaches or tics, cerebral palsy, of course, um, our group would be happy to see all of those. Again, I think one of the great things is that St. Louis Children's Hospital has really supported um, us having products like CBD available for our, our patients as long as they're in line with state and, um, and federal law. And so um, I know that since we have such a large and diverse group of pediatric neurologists, we are all going to stay on the cutting edge of um, the avail available information about CBD and its use in our particular um, pediatric neurology patient populations, um, so that as we get more information about things other than epilepsy that CBD might be helpful for, we'll be able to see whether it would benefit um, our individual patients. And to consult with a specialist please call the Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. As we wrap up, Dr. Griffith, what else would a referring physician need to know about CBD use in the pediatric setting? Wrap this up with your best advice. Learning what you have learned and through your research, what do you want them to know? I think um, most of this has come from just my experience of talking to families. I think um, many of us, we hear about something that's supposedly natural and um, and the what parents think is a miracle cure, and we have the tendency to immediately um, poo-poo that out of a kind of knee-jerk um, uh, caution. But I think it's important to remember that patients um, and their parents are often sometimes just desperate for help. Um, and so I, what I've learned is that if we leave um, the, the door open to the possibility of a 
any product or any drug providing hope for their uh, for their child, um, but then couch that in um, sort of a cautious optimism um, where we say that, you know, we our job is to first do no harm and we're not willing to sacrifice uh, our children's potential for development and cognition and, and, and health um, for the sake of trying something that hasn't been proven. I think parents really do respond to that. And it's important to remember that, um, that how they're making decisions as parents is different from how we make them as physicians. But if uh, we keep our communication open and honest, um, almost always my patients and I come to an understanding and continue to be able to have a therapeutic relationship regardless of what they decide to use um, as far as CBD. Well said. What a great series that we've done here for providers. And we're always looking for the latest treatment advances for any of these kinds of pediatric conditions. Thank you so much again, Dr. Griffith, for joining us to consult with a specialist or to learn more about services offered at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Please call Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. And that wraps up episode three of our three-part series on cannabinoid use in pediatrics on Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. Head on over to our website at stlouischildrens.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this series as informative as I did, please share on social media and be sure to check out all the other fascinating podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole.